Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I know I've told you I've seen like a psychic before who was like amazing and like my grandma came through and it was like a great experience. So I hired one to have your mom be able to come through for your birthday. That's just like a lot to like spring on with me without talking to like, you have not lost a parent. I know. You know? But my mom has. Um, yeah. All right, well, I'm going to hobble off. Okay. Hi. Hi. Yeah, so my friend who I wanted to do this for was, I guess it was just too heavy of a surprise. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. Today we're going to be talking about Vanderpump Rules. We'll be recapping that and the Real Houses of Atlanta finale. Before we do, I have to say, we've had some pretty iconic guests on the show in the past couple of weeks. We had, of course, this week, Kathy and Jimmy from Hocus Pocus and Sister Act. It was one of my favorite chats I've ever done on this show. So if you haven't listened, I encourage you to, because I just thought it was fantastic. We also had Fran Drescher from The Nanny, a whole hour with Fran. I mean, can you even? Can you even? Uh, also, Kimberly Williams-Paisley, who was uh, Annie Banks-McKenzie in the Father of the Bride movies. So many wonderful guests. And this coming Monday, another phenomenal queen icon legend is coming on the show. So please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify. You'll get all the updates. I've been trying to do these extra episodes on Monday uh, to take our minds off things. And then also, it's just been a treat for me to talk to some of these wonderful, legendary human beings about their career, about their work. So I'm very excited about the one on Monday. Uh, and... Yeah, it's just been so much fun for me. I know a lot of people come to the show for Bravo content, and you guys love the Bravo stuff, and I do too. I mean, the episode I did with the women of Bitch Sesh was one of my favorites too, but I also love talking to these women in pop culture who are just incredible legends. It's a real treat for me. So thank you all for listening. I also have to say that we raised $700 for the tour t-shirt sales for Be Strong. So I mentioned on the show a couple weeks back, we were selling those tour t-shirts that Matt and I had purchased for the tour. We sold out of them and we we rounded up. So all of the proceeds went to Be Strong, which is Bethany's organization, doing a lot of wonderful work for COVID-19 relief. So thank you to all of you who bought one of those shirts. If you want one of the other uh, shirts, we're also selling a bunch of shirts at everythingiconic.store. So we have all sorts of shirts. We have wine glasses, pop sockets, all sorts of stuff. Uh, those aren't for charity right now, although I'd love to do some more charity stuff too. But um, thank you to all of you who bought the tour charity shirts. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, what else should we dive into Vanderpump Rules? I gotta say, I'm a little, I'm a little hyper today. I'm a little hyper because I had to go get a prescription this morning, so I had to go to the drugstore. And when I was there, I picked up one of those Starbucks like cold brew things that I usually find very disgusting. They're like in the refrigerated section, but I don't know about you guys, but I've been feeling like kind of lethargic on and off. Like I'll get bouts of energy, and then I just get super tired, like I'm got narcolepsy or something. But I decided to grab uh, one of those cold brews after I had already had my coffee. So I've had like double coffee and those cold brews are not weak. They are, they are strong. 
as you can tell, they're strong. So I grabbed one of those and I, I drank it all. And then I drove around. I just drove. I just was driving. I was listening to some 90s boy band pop music and having a gay old time. And it was really a lovely morning. Um, but that's why if I seem crazy, I mean, I'm crazy otherwise as well, but especially crazy today after all the caffeine I've had. I mean, woo! <laughs> Okay, let's dive into this shit show that's Vanderpump Rules this week, shall we? What a show that we're not getting. It's a mess. It's a hot mess. And I'm tired of saying it. You guys are tired of hearing me say it. It's just a hot mess. And I don't know. This week was better than last week. I'll give it that. But I I just have lost interest completely. So this recap might even be a little bit short. But uh, we're going to drag him for a couple minutes at least. So we open at the bartending school. And I got to say, I went to bartending school. And I think this was the one that I went to like 10 years ago or something in LA. It was a long time ago, but I went to this bartending school and it's truly wild. And the bartending school, they like give you these flashcards. You got to memorize like a hundred fucking drinks. It's not easy. I got to say, it's not easy. I know we drag these people for a lot, but bartending is not easy. You have to memorize so much stuff. And at the bartending school, you're not even working with the real stuff. They just fill up those bottles with like colored, uh, food coloring water, you know, so it's not even the real alcohol. So you're not even drinking, which I suppose is good. But we're there with Dana and Brett, and I don't I don't really care about them, but Brett says, homeboy lets it fly, which is why I love him, he says, in regards to Max hooking up with that woman in Vegas. And I'd just like to repeat that again. Let me just uh, repeat it. Homeboy lets it fly, which is why I love him. Homeboy lets it fly, and that's why I love him. That's what Brett says, and moving on. We cut to Stassi's apartment. Bo is brushing Stassi's weaves, her wigs. And or her hair pieces rather, and then Schwartz and Katie come over. Schwartz reveals that he lost the marriage certificate from Vegas. I mean, come on, come on, come on, Schwartz. What is what's going on, Schwartz? Why can't he do anything? I mean, I like Schwartz. Come on, why can't you remember to keep the certificate? That's all you got to do. Just put it in a wallet, fold it up. Even I would have even been fine if he just folded it up into fucking little square and put it in his wallet. That's all he had to do. I'm not saying he had to keep it laminated and hanging on the wall and framing it before he left Vegas, but he could have at least folded up into a little piece, threw it in his jean pocket or whatever the fuck he was wearing that day, and brought it home to West Hollywood or the Valley, wherever they're living now. I mean, why couldn't he have at least done that? He couldn't even do that, Schwartz. I mean, if I was Katie, I would truly lose my mind. I would lose my mind. I'd say, Schwartz, fold it the fuck up. Come on. Come on. Anyway, uh, Stassi reveals that she's ready for kids, and I'm not ready for them to have kids. I'll tell you that. She might be ready, but I'm not. Danny's not. I do not need to see these people with children on my TV screen. Ah! Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I, God bless them if they want to have kids, but I'm not sure I need to be watching this reality show if everyone's having a baby on it. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Anyway, she said she's going to make a gyno appointment to see if she's, you know, ready and everything's working okay. And again, I, I support that. I think she found a great guy and she seems happy, but that's just not the kind of show that we're, we were sold on. That's not what we all signed up for. So then, to reveal they're having a Witches of WeHo wine event, Stasi says she's the Beyonce of the group and she's ready to get out of this Witches of WeHo wine. Meanwhile, Kristen's doing all the work for the event. And I understand Stassi, I get it. She has other things going on. She's not interested in this wine thing. Because I wonder, I, I'm sure they're not making a ton of money on Witches of WeHo wine. Because it's not like it's Skinny Girl Margarita. It's actually really good wine. I've had it. And I encourage you to try it. But I don't think it's taken the liquor market by storm. And they're splitting it three ways. Whatever they're making on that wine is split three ways. Which I don't imagine is all that much money. 
And so while it's not necessarily an unsuccessful business, I understand why Stasi's like just doesn't really care because she's got all these other things going on. But Kristen's doing all this work for the event, and there is really a divide now. Stasi and Katie, I don't think they're ever going to make up with Kristen. I think they're donezo. They're donezo. Anyway, then we cut to Sir. Sheena sits down with LVP. Justice for Shishi, she says, I got seven eggs for my retrieval. And then LVP just moves right on. <laughs> We're just moving on from Sheena's egg retrieval surgery. Her major surgery that she says later in the episode, like, no one even called her. No one even could call Shishi. I'm going to call her and say, what's going on with those eggs? I'm sorry to hear that you went through this whole process and no one on the cast or the show even gave a shit. I mean, we, uh, no one gave a shit. No one gave one shit, not a single shit. Excuse my language. Excuse my language, but no one gave a shit. And that's sad. And uh, LVP is always harping on Sheena being this like boy crazy person. So of course she's painting her into that picture again. Sheena says, I'm having too much fun being single. I don't want to be in a relationship. And then she says in her confessional, all the guys fucked her up in the head and the heart. <sighs> I feel bad for Shishi. I just do. These guys are awful to her. The show's awful. Everyone's awful to Sheena uh, lately. And I feel bad. I feel bad. Then we, I felt bad for like a second. And then we cut to the next scene where it was Shishi going over to Dana's house. And I got to say, first off, why is Dana the star of the show now? Doesn't it feel like she's the centerpiece of the show lately? And that's a bizarre decision in my eyes. Like, how did this happen? There's no reason any of these episodes should feel like they're centered around Dana. Again, seems like a great gal, but it's mind-blowing to me. We've been with these people for how many years? And now all of a sudden, they're shifting focus to Dana in a lot of these episodes. And we're following her And it just seems so strange. Again, not what we signed up for, because we signed up to follow a lot of these other people. And I understand bringing in the fresh blood and bringing the new people. But when the episodes are feeling like they're centering around the new people, that is a bizarre decision to me. And it just seems like she's the star of the show. And she's got some good qualities. Like, there's things that I like about Dana, for sure. I don't know if she feels like the centerpiece of a reality show on Bravo, but I did, I did love this scene. So, Let's just back up for a second. Sheena comes over to Dana's house. Apparently, they like made up. It's Dana's birthday. And Shishi was all banged up because someone on a scooter ran into her. And the doctor told her she can't twerk or club. <laughs> twerk or club. She can't do it. And then, as if this scene wasn't bizarre enough that we get this injury out of Sheena and then it's revealed that they made up, which it didn't even make sense to me that Shishi and Dana were like hanging out together. I know they made up, but it still didn't seem like they're in the place where she, she's going over to Dana's house. But she did go over to the house, and then, as if it couldn't get more bizarre, Sheena says, I hired a psychic to have your mom come through for your birthday. And I thought, hmm? What? What are we doing here? I had to rewind. I said, what are we doing here? What's going on? How is this now? Said, How is this now, she, she? You hired a what now? She said, I, rev- I hired a psychic to have your mom come through for your birthday. Now, what the fuck is that birthday gift? That's a birthday gift. That's an odd gift. And then Sheena in her confessional just says, I love buying gifts. And I like to give a gift too, but I've never thought about getting a psychic for someone's dead mom to come through on their birthday. Like, what what world is that a normal gift? Huh? Get her a nice picture frame or a candle. What are you doing hiring a psychic to just have her dead mother come through on a reading? That is strange. And you could see on Dana's face, Dana just goes, okay, that's a lot. Like, you haven't lost a parent. That's a lot. Like, this is, you're coming on strong, Sheena. And I thought Dana was actually 
handling it very calm. She just said, that's a lot. You don't know what it's like to lose a parent. And then Sheena reveals, or Sheena says in response, yeah, but my mom has. Mm. Mm. Just as I was rooting for Shishi. <laughs> no offense, I'm sure it's a tough thing that her mom lost her mom. But Sheena hasn't lost her mom. And so I, I would just like to say maybe that's not the best comparison. Then Sheena starts to cry. And I'm thinking, this is crazy. Like, this is one of the craziest things I've ever seen on this show. And we once had one of the lead cast members sleep with an old lady, or sleep with someone next to an old lady. And I'm still watching the scene. I'm cringing. I'm like, what is going on? This is crazy. And then they're both crying. And Dana just goes, this is so much. This is just so much. And then Sheena's like, okay, I'm going to hobble off. Like, sorry about that. And then Sheena hobbles off. And then it's revealed Shauna, the psychic, is right out the fucking door. She's right outside the apartment. Shauna, the psychic, is right outside the apartment. She she had her come over. And then we see this very awkward scene of Sheena just talking to Shauna, the psychic. And meanwhile, I feel terrible for this Shauna because here she thought she was going to come on the show. She probably thought her business was going to go through the roof. The Shauna psychic woman. You know she thought that. She signed the release form to appear on a reality TV show. And then Sheena hobbles over to her and says, hey, we're not filming the scene anymore. And then Shauna's just got to smile through it. And then Dana, like, overhears Shauna and Sheena talking. And is like, hey, Sheena, can you come back here a second? So Sheena hobbles back inside. And Dana's like, uh, why was the woman here? Like, did you not think that that was inappropriate? And Sheena's like, well, I just thought it'd be a good gift. <laughs> I mean, Sheena's giving very bizarre gift. Sheena's gift work is out of control. She gave the Apple Watch for Thanksgiving. What the fuck was that about? And now she's given someone a psychic on her birthday to locate her dead mother. The ghost. The ghost. I'm sorry, I don't want a ghost on my birthday. Get me a nice candle from Bath & Body Works. A home goods gift card. Get me some good food, a Giordano's pizza from Chicago. Get me something, something else. I, a good cake. You don't even got to get me anything. Especially, Sheena doesn't even have to get Dana anything. They weren't even friends. Why, why is Sheena buying any birthday gift for Dana? Like, they don't even like each other. And here's Sheena's uh, getting a psychic to get the ghost to visit her. I mean, leave the ghost be. Let the ghost rest in peace. We don't need the psychic coming in for the birthday. It was very bizarre. It was very, very bizarre. And, ah. Uh, one of the most shocking things I've ever seen. Truly. And again, when I was rooting for Shishi, I'm still rooting for Shishi. I am. She made a bad call. She made a bad call. But, you know, that's our Shishi. She's not always going to be perfect. She's not always going to be perfect. So then we cut to LVP and Bo. Bo's planning the proposal. He wants to be perfect. I don't know. Then, meanwhile, uh, Stasi's at the gyno appointment. I'm just exhausted. I'm exhausted. Kristen uh, might not be going to this engagement party. LVP says Kristen should be there. Bo is kind of on the fence about it. Then we have this weird scene at the club where Charlie and Brett and Dana and is it Danica is there and James is there. And I was a little confused. Like, was James DJing at this event or why was he at the club? Because I know he's sober now, but I didn't understand. It didn't look like he was working, so I didn't understand why he was there. I guess he's working on the reality show, but he's so, I don't want him to be around that atmosphere when he's newly sober. I did appreciate that Charlie shaded Brett. She said, I feel like he would cry after sex. She's not wrong. Then we cut to a scene with Lala and James at the recording studio. I don't know what the fuck they were singing about. I don't know what the fuck they were singing about. 
Did you guys hear the lyrics? I tried to rewind it. This is what I got. Uh, this was what I believe Lala was singing. Rolling up the dank, some cups in the front seat, you know what I drink. Something like that. It was something like that. Something about rolling up the dank, which is weed. Um, I did know that. <laughs> I did know that much. But I, I, I didn't understand because these two people are sober and they're talking about drinks in the front seat. Maybe I misunderstood that. But it just seems to me a weird message for you to send in a song if you're both sober, which, again, I applaud you both for being sober. I think that's an amazing thing. And I'm so happy for the two of them for getting sober. And maybe I misheard the lyrics. It was kind of hard to hear through all the vocalness or, you know, through all the, what was that, uh, auto-tune or whatever they call it, the vocalizer. I'm not sure what they call it. It's like that share. Cher is the one who created it. Let's just give a moment. <laughs> Let's take a moment to appreciate our queen icon legend, our goddess. Miss Cher, who invented that form of music when she released Believe. Do you believe in life after love? Oh, oh. Wagon wheel Watushi. <laughs> I love Cher. I love her. Let's just take a minute to appreciate our Cher. Uh, you know my favorite Cher song is right now? Just like Jesse James. I think I've talked about it on here before, but I can't get enough. I can't get enough. And you guys know I'm loving my uh, Peloton bike rides with Mr. Cody Rigsby. I also did... A Peloton workout with someone who did a share ride. It was like all share, 100% share music. It was the best day of my life. Best day of my life. Uh, anyway, this music at the recording studio, I even looked up this song because I tried to listen to it. I want to get the lyrics. The lyrics are not available on Google. I Googled, I, I Googled James and Lala song lyrics and couldn't find anything. Um, but I did see another song. They have a current song called Playboy. That's not the one they were recording in the scene, but their Playboy song, it's uh, Lala sings in it, We Got Mamas Showing Titties. This is their lyrics. I'm not just making these lyrics up. These are their lyrics. Uh, let me go back to that. She sings, We Got Mamas Showing Titties, Waving 50s in the Air. Those are the only two lyrics I got when I re-listened to it, but I just had to repeat that. Um, let me do it one more time. We Got Mamas Showing Titties. Wave in 50s in the air. And look at, I support mothers. Mothers are the most important people in the universe. So I support them showing whatever they want to show and waving their 50s in the air. But I don't know a whole lot of moms that are waving 50s in the air, especially in this climate. But that's what we're singing about. That's the song they just released. We got mamas showing titties and waving 50s in the air. God bless them if they are. You know, if you are a mama out there listening, I hope you get some 50s in your hands. And take the girls out and just start waving those dollar bills in the air. You know, maybe that's the uh, COVID relief, 19 relief that we need. And maybe that's the answer to all of this, getting through it. You got to do what you got to do. So then we have a scene with Brett and Sheena and Dana at the Sir Dump. You know, I love a Sir Dumpster scene, but this one just didn't do anything for me. Didn't do anything for me. Then we have the Witches of WeHo event for the wine Stasi, it's revealed that she again does nothing for the wine company. Katie does, Kristen says, a little bit more than Stasi, but not much. And then uh, Stasi and Katie and Kristen, they give an interview together for Us Weekly. It's very awkward. Uh, and then at the party, the cast shows up Tom, uh, Sandoval, and Danica. They decide to do a Tom Tom Sir softball game, which is something that they're going to be doing on the show, I guess. Uh, and it's going to be Danica and Brett. So Danica picks the other co-captain, and she picks Brett, which doesn't make any sense. Like, that doesn't make any sense, because Brett is, like, new at Sir. So why, if we're led to believe that it's, like, these two restaurants are competing, 
why would Danica pick Brett? Why wouldn't she pick Peter, the manager, or someone who's been there a while? Like, why Brett? Is he the other ca- uh, captain for this event? It doesn't make any sense. So it's going to be Brett and Danica versus Tom and Tom. <sighs> and then we're going to have to watch softball on this. You know what softball I want to watch again is A League of Their Own. I just posted this on my Instagram. I watched it the other day, and nothing's better than that movie. Just rewatch it. It's so good, A League of Their Own. That's the kind of softball I want to watch on my TV. So, Bravo, maybe just re-air that movie instead of the softball game, because I think the people, I speak for them, that we'd like to see that softball game much more. I'd much rather see those Rockford Peaches hitting the balls than having to see Tom Tom and Sir square off in a softball game. I speak for the people. I speak for the people, but apparently, you guys have been watching a lot of these old movies, and I went in like a 90s binge, so I watched Big Business with Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler, and I watched A League of Their Own, I watched uh, Bird Ca- The Birdcage, which is fantastic, with Robin Williams and Nathan Lane. Uh, I just watched some good stuff, and I those movies are so comforting, you know? A League of Their Own, though, is the best. So good. I have like a list of these old movies that I want to rewatch. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is... We're sitting through this event for the wine. Now, the next day, Bo and Stasi are going to be getting engaged, but Stasi's pissed about Bo and Kristen's friendship. Meanwhile, Ariana was drunk, and I love drunk Ariana. She's just having a gay old time, just drinking all that wine, and I loved it. More of that. I would love to see more of that. She seemed like she was drunk and giddy and fun, and then they didn't even show us it. We had to watch some other nonsense. We had to watch something about a softball game. And then Kristen and Stassi and Katie fighting. Although that was kind of interesting to me. This this Kristen Katie Stassi dynamic is a little bit interesting. And Stassi, I think she was right actually. She said, "Am I not able to outgo our friendship?" And I think in real life, Stassi, yes, she should be able to outgrow a friendship. We've all done it. I, I would imagine most of us listening have felt that certain people weren't good to have in our lives. And you really are, I believe, a product of who you hang out with, right? I think it's very important to look at who you're surrounding yourself with and realize that you're a product of those people. What not there saying like the, you're, the five people closest to you, that's what you're a product of or something like that? And so I think in real life, if you feel that somebody is not good for your soul, your aura, your energy, your whatever— I think it's a totally normal, healthy, wonderful thing to do get rid of them. However, when you're on a reality show, it's different rules. We're playing by different rules, and so there's a lot of confusion, and I think that's what's coming across on screen. Even Bo is like, well, I don't know if I should invite Kristen, because she's part of the reality show. And Kristen's some of the best part of the reality show, especially now Kristen's giving us the most out of anyone. And it's so it's very confusing. So I understand where Stassi's coming from, but I also see like, hey, we're on a reality show. You guys need to include Kristen. Otherwise, this show sucks. I mean, it's sucking right now. The show's sucking. It's just real sucky. It's very sucky. Isn't it sucky? You guys know it's, you see it's sucky. I mean, I, I don't like to be this hard on this show. I, I hate to every week have to sit in this, in front of this microphone and talk about how shitty this show is, but it's a piece of shit. It's a piece of shit right now, and I think we all can see it. And I hope we get back on track. That's what I'm hoping, because it's hard to watch right now. And I hate saying that. And the producers, I feel like I've been too tough on the like producers and stuff, because they've given us so much, and maybe they're just tired. Maybe they've just had it, <laughs> just tired. So I didn't even blame them, because they're brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors and producers and crew, and they're doing a great job. But uh, there's some things amiss. And I, so I want to reach out to all those crew members and just say, I love you. 
I love you and I worship you. But this is a hot mess. So what else is going on? I don't know. It ends with Stasi running away and she says, you refuse to look at me. She was losing it on Bo. You refuse to look at me. She just kept shouting, I'm your person. Am I not? I'm going. Then she runs away. I'm going. Very dramatic. It was like very soap opery and I liked it. I'm going. Katie knows about the proposal meanwhile. And I thought, why isn't Katie stepping in? Because the thing was like Stasi was getting so mad at Bo about this Kristen thing, but we know that Bo was just trying to make sure everything was copacetic for Kristen and the engagement, which was happening the next day. And I thought, Katie knows that this is the case. She knows that Bo's proposing the next day. So why isn't she stepping in to kind of mediate things with uh, Kristen and Stasi? I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me. I thought as a friend, Katie should have stepped in and been like, Stasi, just calm down. Like, I know you're upset, but it's not Bo's fault. You know, like, get them on the right page. Although St- uh, Katie was probably thinking in terms of reality TV, she's like, oh, this is good TV. Stasi's losing it. But as a friend, I feel like you should step in and say, oh, calm down, Stasi. It's going to be okay. Because in her head, she knows that the next day is the proposal. I don't know. That's the episode of Vanderpump Rules. Next week, we get the proposal, which maybe will be more exciting. I don't know. I did pause this episode like 10 times. It was like 10 times. I just kept walking to the other room, (laughs) taking a stroll to the other room. Nowhere else to go. Can't even leave the apartment right now. But I was strolling to the other side of the room uh, just to feel something and not have to watch the show. But here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Let's uh, jump into the Real Houses of Atlanta, shall we? Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Everything Iconic. Okay, this uh, whole episode was uh, about the Star is Born event that Candy and Todd were throwing. I gotta say, my favorite moment of the entire season, I believe, happened this episode. And that was the scene between Candy and Mama Joyce. I've never had a lunchbox. So So how is that traumatic? One day I went to school and this girl came up to me and she said, hey, she said, oh, you look so cute. Why you don't have a lunchbox? That's because my mama gave me a month, give me money to buy my lunch. And she said, oh, can I see your money? And I opened my hand and she said, well, can I hold it? I said, yeah, because I thought it was okay to trust people. She took my money and I was crying. And that's when I stopped trusting people. Oh, so that's why you don't ever trust nobody? Since first grade? Since first grade, I found out that people, they'll take your money. All right. You have to watch people. Now, I've missed Mama Joyce, and there's been previous seasons where I've been calling for no Mama Joyce. I've been saying enough with Mama Joyce, but this season, we haven't gotten any of Mama Joyce. I think maybe like one little moment here or there. But for the most part, she's been missing. And she came in this week with a scene for the ages, maybe my favorite of the whole season, when she's talking about the lunchbox and how a lunchbox is triggering to her. She said, uh, she said some bitch bullied me when I had uh, about my lunchbox. And I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm just listening to her. She, she's very soft-spoken, very sl- a slow speaker. Mama Joyce is a very slow speaker. But what she says, she says with intention. And every word that was coming out of her mouth, I was like listening to with every inch of my body. I was, I was just so captivated by what she was saying about this lunchbox. And then it's revealed that uh, not you can't trust people because they'll take their money. And it was a whole metaphor for Todd. It was masterful. Woo! Masterful. I loved it. I, that whole scene with the lunchbox. Masterful. I've never seen a monologue that great. Somebody print it up and let me do an audition. I mean, come on. It was just so fantastic. So fantastic. What else is going on? Kenya Moore launches her hair care at Sally Beauty. I wonder if anyone has seen it there. Has anyone seen it at Sally Beauty? I've never seen it out in the wild. I've never seen it. Uh, what else is going on? Cynthia reveals to Noelle that she's coming to LA right after Candy's baby shower, aka when filming wraps. And let me just say, it's crazy. This whole thing with Cynthia. And I know we like Cynthia, but I'm not sure she needs to be on this show because she should go live her life in Los Angeles. That's what she should do. She's going to ruin this relationship with Mike Hill if she doesn't go to Los Angeles. Anyway, she reveals that they're getting married on 10-10-2020. And when she's talking to Noelle, she explains the math on it. And I just love that she like really went into the math. And it's like, Sin, you don't have to explain the math. We're fine. We get it. We understand. You said 10-10-2020. We got it. We got you. We don't need you to take out the calculator and explain some trigonometry to us because we get it. That's enough. You say 10, 10, 20, 20, we go, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> we move on. That's all we need. You don't need to explain the math. We're good. We got it. Then uh, we see a little scene with Eva and Mike. I don't know. With Eva, I, you know, again, seems lovely, but she's just not quite fit into the show. Then we get a scene with Nini and Greg. 
Nini calls Wendy Williams, and I was a little confused about this Wendy Williams appearance because Wendy Williams, if you've been following the drama between Nini and Wendy Williams, Wendy had said on her show recently, her and Nini got in like an argument or something. They got in a, a sort of like a feud about Instagram Live, which you can look up. But uh, in Wendy's response to Nini's Instagram Live feud, Wendy had said she agreed to appear on The Real House of Atlanta once, but then here she was for a second time. So that was interesting to me. But it's revealed that Kenya gave a shady interview to TMZ while she was doing the Sally Beauty thing. And I just have to say, like, Kenya very clearly, like, called up TMZ, I believe, to come to Sally Beauty and talk to her because she wanted the press. There was no other press at this thing at Sally Beauty. So I'm sure Kenya was like, hey, come and I'll shade Nini. And so the TMZ people came. Kenya gave that weird interview, and then Nini's not happy about it. She's talking to Wendy Williams about it. Then Nini drops some bombshells. She says, I heard Kenya paid uh, for Mark, and it was a handshake deal, and they agreed to do a baby, and they got an egg out of the country. Um, and Nini's saying that's like not Kenya's egg, that's for the baby, or something like that. Nini really made me laugh. I mean, it was so inappropriate, but she said, if she found an egg outside under a chicken, I think it's great. <laughs> She said, if Kenya found an egg outside under a chicken, I think it's great. That's that's great. That's great. <laughs> outside under a chicken. Ah, it was funny, but Nini was throwing all this shade and she's like, I don't say this, but then she would say it. And I love, I, that's a fantastic flawless housewives move when they're like, I don't talk about how that person does this, this, and this. And it's like, well, you just did on camera while you were mic'd. That's what you just did. <laughs> then, uh, what else? Um, Candy and Todd the whole time are fighting because Todd didn't come over to say hi to Candy and Joyce at the restaurant. And I thought it was disrespectful. I got it. Candy said to him, a hello costs you nothing. And Todd said, I had a lot going on. Ugh. Then he said, I tried to apologize. And it's like, no, you didn't, Todd. We didn't see you try to apologize one time. He kept saying that. Did you hear him? I tried to apologize. But then we never saw him try to apologize. He was just like gaslighting Candy and saying, like, I tried to apologize. It's like, no, you did not. Stop trying to trick Candy into thinking you just tried to apologize because you never did. Unless it happened off camera, which I believe while I'm watching these shows that nothing happens off camera. That's what I choose to believe, whether right or wrong. Uh, then we see a scene between Nini and Portia and PJ. I love when Nini and Portia are together. They hate Kenya now. Uh, I was getting very nervous about Portia's nails. I don't even know what they were talking about because I was nervous about Portia's nails around PJ. They were very aggressive. She was doing a lot of nail work. Those, you know, the housewives, the Bravo celebrities are all doing much larger nails every episode. Every time I turn on the TV to Bravo, the women on there got longer nails than the time before. I mean, Lala, Sheena, Portia, like by next season, their nails are just going to be six feet long. And we're all, that's going to be our social distancing. You know, everyone will have to stay six feet away just because the nails will be that long. I mean, they're truly, the nail work is getting out of control. And Portia was feeding the baby or playing with the baby, and it was like those nails were coming out of left and right, and out of everywhere. Coming out of everywhere. It was like that. A Spider-Man 2, remember that villain, uh, the Doc Ock with the octopus arms? You know him? It was like Portia's nails were like Doc Ock. Like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Uh, anyway, then we get, uh, it's party night. Candy's baby mama's there, and at one point, like, the baby mama wasn't able to, like, park at the house, and Candy got mad at Todd. There's just a lot of aggression between Candy and Todd. Eva showed up in her 
her things were le- she was leaking. She was leaking on the red carpet when she was taking a picture with Cynthia. She just had leakage, and you know what? She's a new mom. Good for her. Uh, then uh, Todd says he tried to call Mama Joyce. Mama Joyce declined the call. I'm on Team Mama Joyce right now, and I do not like the way Todd is treating Candy. I don't like it. And Candy looks ready to kill him. She's ready to kill him. And while this is happening, Todd is saying, I tried to call Mama Joyce, but then he's chewing gum and not apologizing. And I don't want to see someone chewing gum when I'm mad at them. It's just a fact of nature. If someone's chewing gum while I'm mad at them, it will increase my aggression towards them tenfold. Right? If you are pissed off at someone, it's you do not want to see him chewing anything, especially gum. If I see Matt, my boyfriend, chewing some gum while I'm pissed off at him, woo, I'm going to lose it. I will lose it because that's not okay. It's a move that's not okay. It's just not. And that's what Todd was doing. Then Todd said, I'll say sorry when I feel like it, but right now I don't. I was like, ugh, gross. There were a lot of people at this party, though. Did you see Dr. Jackie, Dr. Heavenly were there from Married to Medicine? I love my Married to Medicine. Uh, Kenya dressed for a barbecue. She didn't realize this was like a season finale party, apparently. And she came dressed like she was going to barbecue, which is, it was a baby shower, so I don't even fault Kenya for it, because it was like, why is everyone dressed up here? This is weird. Um, Cynthia says she's getting baby crazy, so next season I'm imagining Cynthia's going to pretend she's getting pregnant. And she's going to pull a Ramona singer. Remember when Ramona was pretending she might have gotten pregnant with Mario when she was like 60? (laughs) I mean, nothing wrong with a six-year-old woman, but it's not like you're just getting pregnant willy-nilly. You know, remember Ramona was just like, I think I might be pregnant. And it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> not. Nope. Mm-mm. You're over 60, Ramona. I love you, but you're not getting pregnant. And next season, I'm sure Cynthia will come on. She'll come in hot and she'll say, I'm going to get pregnant. I'm going to have a baby. Hashtag baby. Um, Derek J was at this party. I miss Derek J. I miss those guys. I miss the gays on Atlanta. I miss Dwight. I miss Derek J. I miss Miss Lawrence. Miss Lawrence has the best housewife song or best, best Bravo Liberty song there is with that Closet Freak song. I love that song, Closet Freak. And it's not available on Sp- Spotify or iTunes. Where's it at? Come on, Candy, put it on Spotify or iTunes. It's the best one. Anyway, uh, what else is going on? Oh, there's this tension between Nini and Kenya. And it's so funny because Marlo like pulled out her phone and she's like, oh, there was a Google alert. Can you read what it says, Marlo? Or, Can you read what it says, Kenya? And then she makes Kenya read... The news article that said Kenya was shading Nini in front of everyone. It was so funny. It was so funny. Then they just start fighting while Candy and Todd are on stage, like with Shadina, the baby mama, and they're trying to give this speech. Just so awkward. Security eventually had to break up Kenya and Nini. I think Kenya did provoke Nini because at one point, Kenya just like went and stood behind Nini and pretended to be talking about someone else. And that's provoking them. Kenya knows what she's doing. Kenya's not at all dumb. She's a very intelligent person. And I think she knows when she's being shady or when she's provoking. Even that whole thing with Portia when they were like in a physical argument at the reunion, Kenya knew exactly. She was saying, hey, hit me. Hey, drag me. Like she was saying it, I believe, without saying it. You know, again, that doesn't excuse it. Portia should have never resulted in a physical violence. I, I don't agree with that at all. That's how I'm saying. But I do think Kenya provokes, and it makes for good TV oftentimes, but I could imagine on the other end of it, it must be very frustrating. So then they do a baby name thing, they take a, a, they take a vote, and the baby's name is going to be Blaze. Then we get these captions, the end of the season captions. So Candy says she's going to be spending more time with the family because of a government order. That was her lower thirds, or her caption at the end of the season. 
So Kenya is still separated from Mark, but they're seeking counseling. I don't know if I believe this whole thing with Kenya and Mark. I don't know what I believe and what I don't. Something rings false to me. Something's fishy. Something's fishy. Eva is going to be baby-free, it says. Portia, uh, no wedding plan, but her and Dennis are quarantined together. Nini has a new single called Honey, which I told you guys on the show last week that uh, they played as a transition song. And then Cynthia, it says she's living bi-coastal, and she doesn't do phone sex anymore. That was how it ended with Cynthia. So that's that's our show, you guys. That's Atlanta. That's the season for Atlanta. You know, it pittered out at the end. There were definitely highs. The highs were high, but there was not a whole... It wasn't a, my favorite season at all, to be honest. Now, the reunion's going to be as a, a Zoom thing, so we're going to get a very weird reunion. I don't even know when it's coming out, but we'll try to cover it a little bit. But usually, I don't love to recover, or I don't love to recap the reunions, but we'll touch on it. Uh, and that's it. So, I gotta say, tomorrow, or, or after The Real House of New York, we'll have a recap of that episode. Uh, and then stay tuned for Monday for a very special guest that I'm purposely not telling anyone about, because what if they cancel? Uh, but very excited. So, yeah, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Again, if you want those shirts or, or wine glasses or whatever, everything iconic dot store. I was also doing a bunch of charity cameos. Uh, there was a big <clears throat> COVID-19 relief charity event for Cameo last weekend. So thank you to all of you who got one of the Cameos last weekend. That was, those are still available, not for charity, but uh, Cameo.com slash Danny Pellegrino. But we raised a lot of money for COVID-19 relief over at uh, Cameo as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, what else? I want to thank you all so much for listening. Please go back and listen to some of the interviews if you're interested and you want to just uh, zone out for a little bit. Uh, let's take a deep breath in and hold it. Breathe out. Got to do our cheesy little cool down. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Now, I usually tell you all to go reach out to a loved one, a friend. Today, I just want to remind you to love yourself. I know we're all very concerned with each other right now, as we should be. Of course, it's great to check on friends, especially now when people are lonelier than ever. But I also just want to remind you to check in on yourself, love yourself. Uh, as they say, if you can't love yourself, who the hell are you gonna? How the hell are you gonna love somebody else, right? Anyway, I messed that quote up, but you got it. I love you all so much for listening. Bye bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. 
Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.